Every day during this great and terrible pause, Cood Street is spending 10 minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading and what they'd recommend to anyone with a bit of time on their hands. Today I'm spending 10 minutes or so with the Aurealis and Dittmar Award-nominated author of Monstrous Heart, Claire McKenna, who joins us from somewhere east of the wall. Hello, Claire. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I am very well. How are you? Uh, well, I'm sitting in a dark room, which no one can actually see, but we were talking about it earlier, about <laughs> my closet, which is actually my TV room, but it's actually very dark, so we can see what's going on. It might also be lose sort of ourselves. metaphorically appropriate, given the times we're in. Yes, yes, to lose ourselves into another world, rather than being <laughs> stuck in the, when you open the door, and go, ah, the sunlight, the real world, and, and I, uh, <laughs> breaking down, and yeah. civilization on its very edge. And how, how are you sort of coping with all these strange times? Are you finding yourself able to work and read and be productive? Well, um, I work for an essential uh, service, so I've been going out and about every day. So it hasn't affected me so badly, but in family ways, like my family have been staying home, homeschooling and working from home. And um, funnily enough, it actually helped us because we had um, – a bit of a problem with uh, daycare, and now we don't have to worry about it at all because um, my <laughs> husband's staying at home, and I don't have to worry about who's looking after the kid. Hey, you know, all my problems are solved. Silver lining. All you needed was a yeah. pandemic. That was all I needed. Yes, <laughs> like God said, well, I'm going to fix everything for you. Here you go, like a monkey's paw. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's they said. They'll give you. Yeah, you wanted you wanted uh, homeschooling. Well, here we go. There you go. And so you've been writing and everything as, as well on top of everything or is it just? I have, yes, yes. I've been, um, working mostly on a new book, um, or say a new series that I'm working on at the moment. Um, and, um, I've been going really well with that because I think because the time really, um, sort of says you need to, uh, work on, um, maybe a document of the times really. Uh, even if it doesn't, if it's not about the times, like, well, here's something that I've written through this, these great events, and yeah. afterwards people say, oh, look, here's, um, here's art that's been produced during the plague. Yeah. Here's one of them. So I'd like to have something that um, could be referred to as art created during the pandemic. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been working on that. So it's super secret, so I'm not actually telling anyone <laughs> what's no, no, about no, 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 you don't have to tell us. Just, yeah. just good to know that sort of yeah, – well, it's interesting to check in with people and see how they're, how they're yeah. feeling about things because some yeah. people have been brought to a complete standstill. Some people yeah. not so much. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, so anyway, we're, we're here for, to, to sort of talk about books and reading. So tell me, mm-hmm. have you been reading? What are you reading and is it any good? Okay. Well, um, you know, I was talking to somebody and saying that we're, we're falling back on um, books that are very uh, – comfortable to us now so i haven't been reading anything new i've been actually going back and quite a lot of old books and i've been reading a bit of wilbur smith the old wilbur smith from the old uh he was very big in the um 1970s and 1980s he did those great big uh airport novels and um i just finished which a big blockbuster of you know, six thousand pages of it uh at monsoon mm-hmm. which was um which was this huge uh you know Based on the uh, the Spice Islands and Africa and pirates and all sorts of nonsense, and it was like it was just really from an era of uh, book reading when people really wanted adventure and they they'd sit down. You know, you were going to go on a flight that was lasting you twelve hours, and you had to have a book that would last <laughs> you twelve hours. And um, you know, it was it was just totally took me away from everything. So I've read that, and there's another one I think of that same kind of eighties era, Gondar. Mm-hmm. 
which is um, I found in my – I've got a lot of uh, weird books in my bookshelf I haven't even read, so I've, I've been carrying that one around. It's about two kilos of – I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I'm going to pick it up and read it. And it's just this hardcover, and it's it's obviously been written, I think, from uh, epic fantasy when they try to keep the whole epic fantasy into one uh, into one volume. Yeah. So these books were massive, and um, I haven't actually seen anyone would publish such a huge book these days uh, because they'd probably just split it up into two and just sell it as two two parts sure, rather sure, than one. Yeah. So that's what I'd be doing at the moment. I'm just reading, going over old stuff and trying to look through my. Uh, uh, collection and seeing if there's anything I haven't gone through. Um, and, yeah, and cause I think, yeah, yeah, because I think the time uh, really lends itself to um, you just really comfort reading, I guess, rather than, um, look, I really want to go and see, seek out something new because we're getting something new all the time at the moment. And um, it's pretty bad, I think, if you're, a, if you're a writer actually doing new stuff, you think, oh, well, maybe I'll just concentrate on the fact of how how much my book or whatever would um, harken back to uh, old and familiar writing. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know how you'd say that, you know, just uh, comfortable things that people have, have known before. You're not trying to go for anything really spectacularly. I'm going to blow my mind with new things. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. And actually, I think you've actually answered the second question I, I would have asked, which is, you know, what would you recommend people, you know, read at the moment? And it would yeah. seem rereading finding comfort in something, that kind of thing is really the the best way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um I yeah, well because uh because there's just as I was saying before, because there's just so much going on in the world, mm. it's just uh everyone's been um I think overwhelmed with uh new material and we've been checking Twitter a hundred times a day and seeing what's happening, what's happening, what's happening and we've been past the stage now where we really need to know what's going on and if we all want one to want to sort of okay well we're going into we've gone into quarantine now we're just going to hunker down i think creatively and psychologically as well as physically now you know just getting yeah. ready i think we all know it's going to be a bit of a long haul rather than we all thought it was just going to be oh let's, let's just spend eight weeks inside and it'd be all over which of course not going to be that it's no. going to keep going yeah and so <laughs> i think that that um that goes now we're just all you know seeking out our own little um burrow and hiding in there yeah well in in these times of course yeah. all sorts of changes strange things happening everything else yeah. tumultuous time to release a book mm-hmm. you have a new book out yes monstrous heart which is out with um harper voyager uk but um for anyone who's in australia it's actually um out with harper collins australia who have been um Fantastic and getting it um, out there, even though I haven't been able to do book signings. Um, as you yourself know, we had a big convention. So we had about three big conventions were going to be held in Australia and New Zealand this year, and we weren't able to get to that. So Monstrous Heart was supposed to have a kind of a semi-release in um, – I was either going to do Continuum, I was going yeah. to do there, and I, I had to cancel that. And um, we were going to go to New Zealand, which um, I was really excited about because um, there, was, I, there was a lot in Monster's Heart because it was a, it was a seafaring sort of mystery and there was a lot in this, the book that related to my time growing up in New Zealand and I've been over there so many times. So um, it's such a wild uh, place with yeah. – and uh, with – its own monsters, uh, its own legends, and and the book really had a lot to a lot of connection with the, that country. And I thought it was going to be so wonderful uh, yeah. being 
being relate, you know, releasing a book in the, in at a New Zealand World Con, and that didn't happen. So it has been um, um, a bit of a trial trying to get a book out during this period. Of course. Um, so, um, like we were saying before, we're sort of hoping that maybe um, a book two might uh, be almost be like the uh, the proxy, the, the proxy, the, the, re- the refloat. <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> debut by proxy it's just like well we can't we couldn't really debut this one so when we, de- we finally do debut properly we'll have two books even oh. better but oh, actually l- better. L- let me ask you this is a, a, a question that any sensible writer hates being asked right mm. so i'm definitely going to ask it what's the elevator pitch for monstrous heart so if someone who's listening is interested in the book what is it Ah, well, the best one was, it was like, uh, Wuthering Heights meets sea monsters and magic. <laughs> so it was a very kind of, I wanted that kind of Bronte kind of, uh, Bronte wild seafaring tale with, uh, monsters and that, um, post, not steampunk era, but post steampunk era when, you know, naturalism and, uh, there was a, and, um, science was really picking up. And so there was that real, um, connection, a scientific connection between, um, what was mysterious in the world. So there is a, a strong, uh, science, um, background underlying all the magic and whatever so if if i was going to if somebody was saying oh could you pick this apart as a science fiction book could you pitch it as a science fiction book i said well i could and these were the reasons why but of course you had to be very sort of gentle with it because they wanted to the publisher obviously wanted to sell it as a fantasy so i couldn't be too well let me sit down and tell you about nanotechnology (laughs) or anything like that so i had to be quite careful with that so but every once in a while there's hints let me ask you this then. How important do you think that split between science fiction and fantasy generally and for your book is? Or is it just a series of toolkits to draw on that you can use to tell the stories you want? Yeah. Well, I would like to think that that's all it is. It's just really you, you, you choose the, uh, the tools which fit the storytelling best. And, you know, some tools are magical and some tools are scientific. And, um, and then you also think there's, uh, the readers as well. Some readers love to, um, to let everything go and to completely win themselves over to fantasy. But then there's some that really need, look, I need to have a real world connection to what yeah. I'm, I, I find it hard to, um, to skip myself out of the story. I have to have a real world connection to what I'm doing. And so, you know, I think that comes down to reader choice as well. So some readers, then they want fantasy, they want strict fantasy, they don't want, but, um, even now, like, uh, you, you read books of strict fantasy, they've always got rules about it. There's always, you know, yeah, almost, course. you could say scientific rules and, and this is, you can't just have everything, um, completely, uh, you know, out of nowhere. So, yeah. um, there's what's the, the theory of, of the, there's a lot of the law of thermodynamics where you have to be able to, um, every bit of matter and mass you use, you have to be able to, um, account for it. Yeah. It can't just come out of nowhere. So, um, anyone who does, you know, writes magic and stories these days, they're always hearkening back to that, which is a, which is a major scientific, you know, um, concept. So there's that too. So the book's out. You're writing out. The book's out. It looks beautiful. You're writing away on more books. Hopefully there'll be a second adventure in, in this world coming sometime next year. Yes. Yes. I've, well, I've written book two. So bitten book. Book two is with the publisher. Um, book three, I'm just going to wait and we'll just see how one and two sure. go. Because obviously, obviously, you know, um, 
I just want to see where the publisher is on on what happens yeah. which, if they want to, you know, fast track the release or if they want to sort of slow it down. So it's one of those things with traditional publishing. It's just like you, I could I could put them out, but then I have to. Then there's obviously other people that they oh, make the decisions about how it goes. So yep. So whatever it is, the book two has been finished. So it's been done. It's out there. So now I've I've handballed it. It's onto yep. someone else. So monstrous yep. heart is in you know. Good reads, booksellers around the world. Please go and it's seek it out. And a second book will be out sometime in the new year and then a conclusion yep. down the track. But uh, for the moment, for the moment, Claire, thank you so much for taking time to stop and talk to us. Genuinely thank appreciate you. it. Okay. Thank you so much. Cheers.